Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, June 22, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we have a lot of stuff on the docket as we normally do. The first thing we're going to do is take an assessment of the daily chart. Where are we? What's the current chart setup situation? We'll look at other time frames and we'll derive our plan going into tomorrow and beyond. We'll also take a look at how we caught not only in the vicinity of, but to the penny, the low of day. And certainly at the time, we'll deserve a, how you doing? Coupled with, how do you like dem apples? We'll get back to that later. Let's start with the trend is your friend until your shit gets thrown out the window. That's item number one. In an uptrend, the bulls are in charge of the tape. The majority, if not all, until it's over, of pullbacks will be met with the buy the dip crowd. Above all the moving averages, for sure, however, what they're doing, and we like to notate this because it's very, very important, they're coming back, or at least they were on their way to come back this morning, further to test home base, or at least in the vicinity of home base. They could certainly make a new low tomorrow and get down a little farther, but over time, home base is creeping up to where price is. It's not as extended as it was. They could go sideways for a couple of days, give home base another chance, but this is normally how things work. It's how the market works. They just simply don't like to get too far from the 20 period moving average, AKA also known as home base. Has anything material happened this week on the weekly chart? And this is where a lot of us need to put things in perspective. We had a big up week last week, and this week you could see the change in range. Range meaning from high to low. High of 438.37, low of 433.60, today's low to the penny, mind you, we'll talk about that later. So far, this is just called an inside week. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until it's not. Let's go the other way. How about this 240 chart? And you can see what happened. Yesterday, they're hovering on the 240 chart, begin to break below, open the day right below, go lower, reverse immediately, and that was handled in the morning session, and finished near, not necessarily on, but close enough, near the high of day, back above the 20. So when you look at this, it's a failure to break below the 20. They've tested home base on this chart, and they're trying to stay above home base, above all the moving averages, you know the rest of the jingle. What about the 120 chart? What did they do over there? Well, they ran a test in the vicinity of, a couple of pennies short of the 120 period, 50 moving average. Not that the moving averages by themselves are an end-all, be-all, but they're important from a guideline perspective. The market knows about the moving averages and many times will respect the moving averages. Now, here's an hourly chart. Now, the reason I want to bring this up and a couple of other intraday charts is because we have to note that things begin from a shorter time frame and they morph onto the larger time frames. The larger time frames take precedent. They're the drivers of the market. When you look at the weekly chart, we're in an uptrend above all the moving averages. There's nothing wrong 
with the tape, it's in a bullish uptrend. Pullbacks along the way do take place. So when we see the daily or weekly chart or any other chart that's long-term, we have to have that vision, we have to have that view and understanding that the larger time frames are gonna take precedent. They're more meaningful. Now we look down on the shorter time frames and you say, hey, wait a minute. The hourly chart is below a couple of moving averages, at least it was earlier today, got back above the 20, but still below the 50. So it's not the same type of uptrend that we see on the daily and the weekly chart. 30 minute chart, as another example, you can see here, below two moving averages, fighting the 20 period moving average. And as we move along, 15 minute chart, you're in between two. So you see how the shorter time frames can change rather quickly why? Because they're shorter time frames. The moving averages are based on intraday stuff. Market can whip around, goes up, it goes down intraday. You can see, for example, on a five-minute chart, you can see where intraday from here to here, back down to here, up here, up here, down here. This is all big swings on a very small time frame. It looks like pandemonium. But remember this chart. It's not pandemonium intraday minute to minute it can be pandemonium and it could be a trader's best friend and it often is a trader's best friend but putting the entire market from the big picture in perspective it's just intraday back and forth behavior and we call that normal garden variety now one last thing on the daily chart we can note that this breakup candle low and the low comes in exactly at 436.23. Notice how they closed below it yesterday, but yet recaptured it today. The fact that they did that, A, can't be bearish, it can be bullish. That doesn't mean the market's going up tomorrow, but when we couple things like this together, recapturing a breakup candle low, finishing near the highs of day after grinding up from the morning low all day long, that's certainly, again, not bearish, but bullish behavior. Certainly will be in uniform, ready to go Friday morning for Inside the Numbers and the live room members. Speaking of which, let's take a look inside the numbers today. We had a bit of a early morning bonanza in the live room and inside the numbers. We nailed the number, what's called to the penny. We'll start with for now, and you can read the notes and pause the video, go back and check the work. I'll highlight a few details that are important so you get the point. For now, it's a pullback and a continued uptrend until it's not. Getting down to the numbers. Our early pivot will be 433.60. Might want to write that down. We're not going to the charts just yet. If they get below and they start pushing below, the door opens for lower stuff. We know where that is. We'll handle that in a real-time formation as needed. Flip side, getting back above yesterday's close promotes another run. They already did that anyway. Overhead resistance comes in at 435.70. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note real quick. Just for those of you wondering, I had a problem today with the feed for Stocks on the Move. I have a spreadsheet that feeds onto the webpage that you see. For whatever reason, it was broken today. It's happened before. If it's not fixed by tomorrow, I got a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy that fixes it. I'll have to do that over the weekend. Either way, I'll put the information on the board in another way as I did this morning. And the same goes for the same feed over for the lazy swing trader. So you can't see those trades either. I'll fix that accordingly. I apologize for the inconvenience. Sometimes the tech stuff 
takes me out behind the woodshed. So right out of the gate, we got a couple of numbers to focus on. 433.60, 435.70. One is support and a pivot, other is overhead resistance. And you can see here at 8.30, what's the deal this morning? Again, kind of saw the writing on the wall, had to get it on the board early, ants in my pants. They've been down around the pivot at 433.60. Thieves in the morning, maybe, maybe not, but that's what the appearance was. Should be a bull bear battle down there, even if they spike it to suck in the sell the break type traders. They're the people who provide liquidity. We've talked about that before. For what? For a snapback in the other direction. Five minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. And you can see right here, early in the morning, 433.60, we bought them up. And we wrote them up. Some traders were asking, hey, is there a short at 435.70? I didn't love it at the time. Some traders took it. It's overhead resistance. And by the way, the reason I didn't love it was two reasons. A, just took a long trade for 20 points. I like to keep the money in my pocket. B, I had to leave for an appointment. Some traders took the short and got a little bit of a ride back down. Wrong tool. I wanted to do this one. So that's where we as I like to say, caught the morning low to the tick. Apples, you betcha. And what we said in the live room was, can even buy a little bit in front of it, a little bit of a spike of it. It's a big place. So we basically had traders buying them up. Now, what I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work because I'm gonna show you one more thing. The rest you can read on your own. The one more thing is... Another area that was cited as support as the market started to come down off that price, 10.08 said right here, 434.25 short-term support. How you doing? Right there, 434.25 short-term support. So how's that used? Well, it's used from the short up here that anybody took, they know that the market is prone to bounce at support. So that becomes what? You got it, an exit. It's also an opportunity for a bounce back long trade situation. So far, here's the potentials, right? We got one, two, three, but wait, there's more. I get back from my appointment. I hop on air. We're answering some questions. It's around lunchtime, towards the end of lunch, about one o'clock in the afternoon. Market's making a triangle. We start talking about triangles. Are they going to break it to the upside, break it to the downside? What am I discussing? Well, let's go to a 15-minute chart, for example, and we start talking about a triangle. This is a rough draft, but this is a triangle. So we have this situation when they run out of time, when they get to or close to the apex of the triangle, the apex is right here. Once they get to the close to or in the vicinity of the apex, the market can break up or down. We don't know exactly which way it goes. If a market's in an uptrend, a lot of times it'll go up. If it's markets in a downtrend, a lot of times it'll continue down. Doesn't guarantee anything. But there's always a but. They started to break the triangle. So let's go back to the five-minute chart. And at that time, I said to traders, 434.50 is your support. They're likely to bounce the tape at 434.50. Had traders in the room take it. One o'clock in the afternoon in that neighborhood. Again, not the low of day, but the afternoon low. And they took off from there. I think that deserves a how you doing. So now from an inside the number live room perspective, we had this. One, two, three, four. Don't have to take them all, but these were the numbers that were provided 
to members. Each member will do what they're comfortable doing with the information that I provide. Not everybody's comfortable in a short trade. Not everybody's comfortable in the first trade of the day, right out of the gate, like the one at 433.60. There's something for everybody. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Now here's the stocks on the move table that gets translated onto the webpage. This is cut right out of my Excel page. You see there were four possibles on the board. Only one hit its number and I know it says open under entry hit but this is static. This is from this morning. It actually did hit for SPR. The other things didn't. So we'll take a look at the SPR chart. And there it is, Spirit Aero Systems getting a buzz cut at the open, 26.50, 25.74, 25.18. They came up short of the last number, but they ripped it back up in the other direction. We had plenty of participation in the live room in SPR. You can see another look from a 15-minute chart perspective. Nice rocket ride from in the zone. We've got something for everybody. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Now, even though the spiders... The S&P 500 finished up today, not all that much, but up. Spiders were up $1.50. The ES was up 14 points, about a third of 1%, give or take. The IWM was down three quarters of 1%. We still have a short on from lazy swing trader perspective in the IWM. This is a risk-free, emotionless trade because we already took profit, but it's funny how that works. So if there's three indexes that I follow, and I know there's more, but if we're talking about just the IWM, the Qs, or the S&P, I had numbers for all three. You know what they are because I gave them out. The IWM hit its resistance number first, which is why I took the short there first. They're all pretty much the same trade, and we're still riding the wave. There's no chance to let the remaining portion of this trade go negative because we're in the driver's seat. It's a risk-free, emotionless trade. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. What about the folks down in the transportation department? We don't need this anymore. There were in a pullback situation above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. Today, they tried to move a little bit higher. Not a big move by any measure whatsoever. They were up about four-tenths of 1%, but it's a positive day nonetheless. My two favorite market leading indicators, A number one is the IWM. The second one is the transports, but they're my favorite canary in the coal mine. They're not telling us anything out of the ordinary. There's no divergences. It was mainly a quiet day at the end of the day across the tape. Some things were up a little bit. Some things were down a little bit. No big deal. No federal case one way or the other. Look at the weekly chart above all the moving averages. If they finish the week, that's Friday close above all the moving averages for the second week in a row. That's obviously a bullish signal. Can't be bearish. What are they working on? Well, you got a breakup candle. What about the Q people? What's going on over there? Well, they hit their overhead resistance, pulled back for a couple, three days. And here we are back up one and a quarter percent today, four and a half bucks. Never even tested yet. The 20 period moving average home base they don't have to letting price get closer to home base was the objective that's how they work off some of that quote-unquote air quotes overbought condition that there's no measurement for just stick with the trend for now and you'll be fine financials were a non-participant today in any kind of upside in the tape down about three quarters of one percent into the 20 period moving average 
Not a federal case, but certainly when you look at this chart. Now, as far as the weekly chart, let's look at this objectively. Forget about the S&P. Forget about the NASDAQ. Forget about the Dow. Forget about the IWM. Forget about all that stuff. Just look at this and say, all right, so what's going on here? This is a bearish wedge channel situation. So they go to the bottom. They go near the top, back to the bottom, back to the top. Until they break this chain and they have to really sustain price from a weekly perspective above these moving averages where they tested the 50, but they can't get above, haven't yet got above. Until they do, that's when they'll start to run up closer to or make a better test up this candle, up this big breakdown candle. Not necessarily to the high right away, but certainly the highs over here. Not necessarily the high, but maybe halfway home, maybe 34 and a half. That's garden variety behavior, but they have to get above the 50 on a sustained basis. Now, let's talk about what if they don't. Well, what if they don't is this. This is a bearish thing. If they break the chain to the downside, all that bullishness we talked about before, above all the moving averages, trend is your friend, all that stuff, that goes away if this is going down. Why? Because this will bring the whole market down because without the financials, the market's going nowhere in the northern direction. You know, energy was weak today. That's fine. The S&P was up. The S&P is not going to be able to rally in the face of the financial business unraveling. This was as a result of the recent melee with the regional banks and all this stuff. So that's what happened. If there's more to it than this, if they didn't really save the day, and I'm doing some air quotes again, they didn't save the day and there's another leg lower, everything's going to go down at the same time. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. What's going on over in Smash Mouth's camp? Creeping into the 20-period moving average, came up short and bounced. That's a bullish signal, at least. Doesn't mean they can't come down again tomorrow and hit it. They've come back to run a test, or at least in the vicinity of what? Home base. All charts act and react the same way. Doesn't matter what the letters on the chart is. Could say SMH, XLF. SPY, ABC, XYZ, all charts act and react the same way. That's why I can say over and over and over again, the numbers work because it has nothing to do with the thing you're trading. It's based on numbers. It's based on mathematics. It's based on velocity, pivot highs, pivot lows, and a few other things in between. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are certainly not possible, and that is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.